Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Justine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Justin Starbird, CEO and founder of Ably Group, a full-service marketing agency and host of the Inspectations podcast. I'm so excited to have you on, Justin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I really uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. So let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, nothing like jumping right into it. We uh, got started, oh, I guess about seven or eight years ago. Um, and uh, actually it was born out of um, necessity. I uh, had a previous company before, um, also a marketing agency with a with a partner and, um, I woke up one day and I no longer had had the, uh, my funds in my account. Um, we had uh, been paid by a client and then it was no longer there. He, um, uh, you know, needed it for something and and uh, had no qualms with taking it. And as a result, yeah, we had to um, I had to pivot pretty quickly um, because I had. Uh, you know, invoices due, uh, employees and contractors to pay and uh, needed to figure something out. So, you know, short story long, we ended up, uh, I said we, I was not married at the time and, and um, you know, decided to go all in, called our clients, rounded up, uh, you know, rounded everything up and was able to, to keep everybody, um, our, the clients I had. And then, um, you know, as a result, uh, started the Abley Group. Um, Abley was the uh, one of a, a good friend of mine who had passed away several years before, um, and that was a, his last name. And so, thinking about okay, getting started. You know, first things first, we're taking care of the clients, but then you know, then you have to think of a cool name. You know, I uh, had had uh, the business before, and. Um, it was pretty generic, you know, so uh, this was an ode to a friend of mine and, and also had used his last name as the middle name for my two uh, daughters. And so it gave me the opportunity to kind of bring things full circle. And so called it the Abley group, which then created an acronym tag, which, you know, allowed us to have the tag team, which is all the great people that work for us and work for me um, today. So, you know, that was, that was the impetus of, of getting started. Wow. That's a unique story and unique name. I love that it's connected yeah. to your daughters and, you know, there's just, a, there's a story behind it. It's not just a random name. That's amazing. Right. It sounds like so, a rocky start in the beginning. How did that, how were you able to just grow from there? <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, um, you know, starting anything is really tough. Um, similar to what we deal with, with our clients and, and, you know, talking to, to startups or folks that are making pivots, you know, change is scary. Um, and, you know, you got to have a, a, a real good reason why you're doing stuff. And so, you know, um, it's not just a hobby, you know, you're, you're trying to create a living for your, you, yourself, your family, you know, the, the people that are close to you. So, so those are all, you know, really important. So as far as like, 
you know, getting started, it, there wasn't really no option for, for failure. You know, it didn't, there wasn't a fallback plan. There was nothing else. Uh, the opportunity to bring it full circle and, and incorporate my good friend and, and also my daughters was, was pretty awesome. Um, it does create a great story. I'm in marketing, right? So that's what I do all day is I tell stories. So, so that's great. Um, and, you know, uh, what we really try to do and, and what, uh, how we got uh, really going was um, built a lot of trust with our uh, clients, you know, the people that worked for me and myself, you know, we, we built a lot of trust with the people that we were working with. And so when they made the adjustment, made the change to them, they really noticed, didn't notice a difference. Um, and so that was great. Uh, it had a, a couple of guys that, that worked for me that were awesome right out of the gate and, you know, looking for solutions, not, not looking at just at their next paycheck. Fortunately, I was able to make payroll, but um, it was still one of those situations where it was like, uh, you know, you, you got to kind of be sure you let everybody know where you stand. Um, especially as they're close to you and you're getting started. So also had great support from my parents and close friends um, and other members of the family. So, so that was awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. It sounds like you had to have a lot, a lot of drive since the beginning to just keep it for you because it was a necessity, as you said. And I love that you mentioned that you needed to build trust with your team. Would you consider that one of your agency's values or core values? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you asked, what do we do and who do we, you know, uh, I guess, who do we serve really? And, you know, we're in uh, heavy into medical uh, technology, medical device, um, those areas, um, manufacturing, and then, you know, heavy machinery and like tough technology. Uh, so with each of those areas, you know, trust is important everywhere. Loyalty is important everywhere. Um, how can you continue to prove it? It's in by showing up every day and doing what you say uh, and when, you know, by when you say you're going to do it. And yeah. so I have a great group of, of folks that are committed to doing all those things. I am not always the most organized person in the whole wide world. So, um, you know, having people around me that are is really important. If I come up with an idea and uh, a roadmap, then, you know, we need to have people that are able to implement it. And, um, and I've been really fortunate to have some great folks with me to be able to do that. That's amazing. You mentioned um, just the medical tech and something else. Can you expand on how you serve your clients within that yeah. industry? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, we're, we're not one size fits all. You know, we, we really try to um, adapt to our clients. We, we are a full service agency. So when you think about, okay, well, what do you expect out of a marketing company? Well, today you expect digital marketing, you expect campaigns, you expect being able to, you know, align, you know, goals with the other product or services that are being, you know, produced. Um, you expect the social media um, to some degree, a little bit of public relations and graphic design and web development and those sorts of things. So we, we do, offer all of those things and then you know for partnerships and stuff that or for uh, clients that need it you know video production or animation explainer videos um those may be more of a one-off deal uh, but those are all things that that we actually can help produce um as far as you know what we do for clients and and i guess how we do it we do take a maybe a little bit of a unique approach to stuff um you know, a lot of times you'll find, especially smaller companies like ours that aren't huge yet, 
um, they're still working with their clients to create content and they'll say, all right, Mr. CEO or business development leader, can you write us an 800 word blog or a white paper on this topic so that we can create a campaign from it? And what we found is that, especially in the medical device space, um, medical technology, and then on the other side, you know, tough tech and, and um, transportation logistics, a lot of the people are operators, right? So you're mm-hmm. talking to, to the guys or the, the, the folks that are, you know, managing the business. And, and um, they brought us in because they may be, a sales force of one or 10, but they, they're all out generating leads or trying to do sales. They're not out there doing marketing. Um, and then, you know, the leaders and the experts of those businesses, they don't have time to write you something and sit down for a couple hours and, and do those sorts of things or days to do a white paper. So what we, uh, you know, I wouldn't say we pioneered, we kind of, um, saw what others were doing, uh, namely like Gary Vaynerchuk, where you take a core piece of, of content and you try to devise other, you know, smaller, you know, pieces that are going to drive traffic there. And so, uh, so we've really done a great job with that uh, for our clients where, um, you know, our clients may not afford being able to you know, have a video team following them around. But what I can do is take, you know, like today, you and I are talking, take 30 to 40 minutes, sometimes an hour, and do a couple of interviews about a topic that they're experts in. And then, you know, we'll take that and we'll turn that into what we're doing here, podcast. Um, We'll record it, transcribe it, give it to our copywriters, you know, write blogs, write content pieces, um, you know, create themes, write white papers, uh, invite guests on, and then do um, testimonials with them, and then turn that into social media and turn it into emails, turn it into newsletters. And, and you know, we've become really, really good at those things. Um, And then tracking it all. Uh, that's really important too. And we're getting a really good at that, especially through the likes of HubSpot and other CRM platforms that we use on behalf of our clients. Wow. Nice. It sounds like you just tackle a lot. Your agency tackles a lot. It's all around, all board, just every detail and aspect of marketing. Would you say that your clients have changed since the beginning compared to now? And how many years has it been since like when you just first started your agency compared to now? Well, it's been, uh, I think, I don't know. I started a lot of companies that didn't work. Um, and so they weren't all marketing agencies. My first one was in 2009. Um, and then it went a few years uh, and made the pivot. So in our current iteration, it's it's probably been closer to five years the way it is now. Um, and, and really uh, have gone through some major changes over the last 18 months. Um, so... You know, that's been a, a big deal in terms of, um, you know, timing and how we're working with clients. Um, previously, I'd say uh, when we got started as the Abley Group, it w- was really, um, you know, some, some companies, mom and pop type shops, you know, they needed a website and then we kind of stayed friends with them or close to them. And then they're like, well, can you do this or can you do that? And it worked into some sort of uh, retainer. Uh, also when we got started, we did a lot of work where we actually handled the sales and the marketing for clients. So again, you know, smaller companies that maybe produced a great product or had great manufacturing, 
uh, or a great service, but then no, no really marketing chops or sales chops to speak of. And we did some of that stuff that was uh, pretty cool, um, more based on commission. So really we invested in it too, right? So we didn't get paid unless they got paid. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a way to really put our money where our mouth was. And I, so I'd say, you know, hey, we could do this. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll prove it, but I'll pay you a lot higher percentage. And, um, you know, at the time, not having a lot of other options, we said, okay. <laughs> and, um, and I did that. So uh, I would say today, we no longer have those types of clients, although if the right opportunity presented itself, I'm sure we would at least evaluate it. Um, so today, it's much more uh, focused on, you know, retainers and, uh, you know, being a partner down the hall, regardless of where we sit. So, you know, we have clients, uh, I sit here in Auburn, Maine, which is just north of, of uh, Portland in the beautiful state of Maine. Um, but our clients are from Boston, Long Island, New Jersey, uh, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, California, you know, and, and uh, some spots in between. So, you know, we're, we're just down the hall on a phone call away, but we might be 3000 miles away. Mm. I see. Are you so are your clients referral based ads, social media or just all all of the above? Um, well, we've been really fortunate. Some of our um, of our best clients continue to refer us out and say, hey, you know, good friend, Dave, like, <laughs> you know, you got to use these guys. So I think we've done a real good job there. Um, and then, you know, we've had folks find us on social. We've had folks find us um, as answering our own email outbound campaigns. We've had, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the, those have probably been the best ways that, that folks have found us. Um, mm -hmm. And at this point, of course, being referred is always the best introduction. Uh, you know, that, yes. that puts you leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else that they're potentially considering. Yeah. I'm guessing the referrals also came from just the trust you're able to build with those clients. And that's why it's so important. How, what would you say got you to a place of stability in, within your agency? Yeah, great question there too. Uh, you know, we, we really, really built the business on the backs of the, you know, commission-based businesses. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that was pretty interesting because that allowed for, uh, you know, the sales cycles, you know, so you get through and, and there were deadlines or whatever to, to purchase things. Um, that probably was the, the first, um, the, once you may, we were able to figure out what the formula was to be able to help those clients sell, then mm -hmm. we were able to take that. And I was able to take some of that money and invest it into our own better website, our own, you know, people, um, mm -hmm. and, and our own, uh, uh, tools. So, uh, you know, we became a, a HubSpot, uh, partner agency, uh, several years ago. And uh, what that means is that, you know, we can help, uh, clients implement the CRM and it's like, uh, you know, a game changer for a lot of businesses, because once you're investing in a, a contact relationship management tool, you're, mm -hmm you know, moving off of a spreadsheet and now you're managing, you know, relationships and, mm -hmm. and it's not just Excel numbers or, you know, hoping mm -hmm. that people move, you can actually have a dashboard. So being able to, 
um, invest money that we were making into our own business. That was that was probably my biggest the, the biggest thing that helped us move on. And then um, that gave us some retainer clients uh, mm -hmm. that we had met through the, those things. So folks that we weren't necessarily selling for, we were helping them uh, tell their story and help them mm -hmm. create campaigns and, and really, you know, turn the table into something that was a little bit sporadic or, you know, psych cyclical into something that was a little, was a lot more stable. And so, um, I'd say that that shift happened within the last 18 months. Wow. So it's, been, it's been a pretty lengthy journey and, you know, we've gone through some, some of our own pivots, which is, you know, which is fine. It, it certainly didn't set us back. It just changed the model. And that has been something that has, I think, you know, set us up for, you know, success today and, and tomorrow, even through some, some uncertain times on the horizon. Wow. That's amazing that you were able to help them just help your clients, you know, tell their story and that branding that, and that it expanded from retainer clients. Can you also expand more on just for those who may not know what CRM is and the process of getting retainer, retainer clients? Yeah. So uh, yeah, there, it, it is certainly, um, a process. Uh, mm -hmm. So CRMs, you know, contact relationship management tools. So thinking like, um, you know, anything from MailChimp or GetResponse, uh, mm -hmm. you know, types of, of platforms to Zoho, um, HubSpot, as I mentioned, and then Salesforce, which everybody knows, but nobody really I mean, not that I say nobody likes, but um, <laughs> it's a, it's some somewhat more of a of a challenging tool because it, you know everything is so customizable, which is really wonderful, but then makes it very difficult to make edits to to stuff later. And so, uh, you know, those tools are um, are really important for any business that they're looking to take the next step. Um, mm -hmm you know, to go from managing contacts and potential deals on a spreadsheet to, you know, putting them into something of a dashboard where you can actually, you know, see where things are. And if you, you know, delete something, you can hit the back button as opposed to lose the data forever um, in Excel wow. or Google Google Sheets. So the, that's a really, really great uh, tool to implement because, um, you also can see, you know, deals moving through a pipeline. You can manage contacts and companies and see, you know, who's gone through changes and those sorts of things. We use, uh, as I mentioned, HubSpot because you can also track, you know, conversations and see the threads of emails and, you know, hold files and do those sorts of things. And, and to a degree, Salesforce does too. But then with HubSpot, you can also, uh, you know, send your emails there. So they're mm -hmm. tracked and you can see if they've been opened and attach, you know, files. Um, they just implemented um, a, a, a new platform for building your website on that competes with WordPress. So now mm -hmm. you can have all of your marketing really housed in one uh, database and one, one tool and, and see it seamlessly from, from, you know, visitor to a website, to, to a new lead and a form fill to a new deal to, you know, tracking them on, on, um, on their journey to buying your product or service. So being able to do that, whether that's uh, for a marketing agency or mm -hmm. for a manufacturing company, 
is really important to you know project out where you're going to be hold your sales team accountable measure marketing results and then even see like operational tickets or you know customer service tickets um you can really do that all through you know one or two principal tools and uh and that's a game changer for companies especially leadership that is mm -hmm. looking to you know plan for the future yeah, absolutely. This sounds like a lot of tedious work. I'm sure your clients really appreciate you helping with all of this. You know, you mentioned holding your sales team accountable. How has the journey been like just navigating, building a team and and moving through trust and just being able to delegate tasks? Yeah, well, going back to the tedium, it is certainly something that uh, it is something that uh, help clients navigate um, yeah. and and creating a plan that fits their business model because of course no two businesses are the same so yeah. it, although everybody kind of deals with the same issues you deal with them at different times and so being able to have a partner like uh, our company uh, you know hold your hand or or help you implement mm -hmm. it, it you know is worth its weight in, uh, you know in gold really um, as far as, you know, helping our clients hold themselves accountable, um, you know, you got to inspect what you're expecting. Um, a lot of times you have a CEO or, you know, high ranking leadership member that is what we call the rainmaker. They're the ones that have, that make all the deals for the company. It might be a million dollars, it might be a hundred million dollars, but generally speaking, as a company is moving into getting into a CRM, mm -hmm. uh, there has tended to be, uh, generally speaking, one or two people that create all the opportunity, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you know who I'm talking about. You're, you know, that CEO that just has a dynamic personality and, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. got some like gravitational pull to them and, you know, they get a lot of business, but on the back end, they may not be great at organization or mm -hmm. keeping track of everything. Uh, as the business has grown though, you're thinking about uh, all those opportunities, deals that come in and now you, you know, now they need to lead the company. Now, you know, they need to produce that widget. They've got to, you know, make sure they're offering exemplary service and you can't do it all anymore. So when a, a leader gets to that, that level, now you need to, you know, hire marketing, you need to hire maybe sales because as great as you are, um, you know, having two or three, you know, people that are 75% as good as you has already doubled how great and effective you can be. Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, using a CRM allows you to see and track those leads coming into those salespeople you're able to see, okay, has Susan been able to, you know, track down that lead I gave her six months ago or six weeks ago? Has Dave been able to close that one that I made an introduction for, whatever? Mm -hmm. And now you can see, okay, well, they haven't emailed or called in X number of, you know, days, weeks, months, um, you know, what's going on? Are you know now? Now you have a place, a central repository for them to be able to do that, uh, and also, okay, it, what about on our marketing side? Has you know Amanda created the newsletter that's supposed to go out to all of our customers mm -hmm. once a month, um, saying you know updates on the product, um, expectations on deliverables, or mm -hmm. you know 
availability or just a great humanitarian story. And we gave to the United Way and did some sort of uh, blood drive last month, right? Or, you know, a, doing a trunk or treat today, right? Today, I don't know when we're going to release this, but we're we're doing it on Halloween. So, you know, mm-hmm. is there a trunk or treat tonight after work and everybody's going to dress up? Who knows? But those are uh, our great, um, you know, things to include in a newsletter. And now you can see, you know, where they've all, uh, where they are in all of those processes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that allows you to then, you know, manage by, data as opposed to those you know monday morning meetings that are like everybody's patting themselves on the back because they're giving updates that really aren't necessary right or they're not Mm -hmm. um they're full of fluff and not substance so this is a way to still have those meetings maybe they're a lot quicker um Mm -hmm. and you can go back and say oh yeah dave did a great job with that or or susan did a great job or you know maybe amanda um needs to uh, you know, she's waiting for an update and it's my fault because I haven't given her the right picture or the right quote, right? So mm. those are all ways that, you know, a CRM helps keep you on track um, and uh, it becomes really important and valuable to the business as you keep growing. Yeah, it sounds like you have a deep understanding of marketing. I love that. And, you know, I also love that you mentioned that everyone, you know, everyone has their strengths and just accepting support and accepting the help through your agency, for example, would really help someone up level their own agency or what they're working towards. What would you say is your agency's expertise? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, as far as like, service you know i i think that you know we're really good at uh, the operational parts of marketing um Mm. and really like i know that's not actually on the diagram of things that marketing companies do but (laughs) but we're what we're really good at is is um uh adapting to what the client needs um, that's mm. probably our, our biggest strength and that because that's because of the people that we have at least at our uh, on our team at, at the able group at our tag team you know it is the ability for uh, everyone that is participating is you know going that one step further that the client may not even notice but if you don't do then the uh, you know it really leaves a sour taste like i i give this example all the time and, and for our team that's gonna if they listen to it you know they hear it ad nauseum but you know here we are in i'm in new england um so it's fall in new england uh, the biggest mess in the world is leaves falling off the trees it's beautiful for like for like two weeks but you know if you have a yard right now you hate saturdays and sundays because you're leaf blowing or raking Right. So one year, a few years ago, I hired that out and, um, you know, I had a company come in and they were local. I uh, didn't know them particularly well, but, you know, a friend of a friend. And I was like, yeah. all right, whatever. If you guys can do it. Great. Um, because I didn't want to give up my weekend, you know, doing that. So they come over on a Tuesday morning and they spend eight hours, you know, raking the yard. It's a, you know, a couple acres, whatever. And, um, you know, it's a pretty uh, distinguished tree line and the grass stops and, you know, the trees begin. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, very sunny, all those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm out uh, with the dog and we're playing fetch and uh, we have an invisible fence. So I threw the ball. Somehow it got just beyond where he could get it. So I had mm-hmm. to go get, the, get the ball. No big deal. 
to a little bit into the brush and the trees and I, I pull it out and not even a step off the off of the grass into the uh, we call it the pucker brush but it's it's uh you know just the beginning of where that transition from grass to trees is and you know they had done a really great job the the grass you know looked like a carpet in the fall you know it was just mm -hmm. brilliant and so you, that was why we were out there playing fetch because it just looked so inviting and, and uh you know the yeah we, kids didn't get to jump in the leaves that particular weekend but I was okay with that. We were out there playing fetch and just messing around in the yard. Well, as I went to retrieve the ball after, you know, going beyond the invisible fence, um, I, like I said, about maybe a foot, two feet off the grass is a bottle, just a, like a, an old, uh, you know, Pepsi bottle or something from a few years before previous owners had left it. Right. And mm. it was just in the woods. I mean, you, you see that all over the place, right? You know, just a plastic bottle. Well, what, what bothered me so much was that I would have never known it was there if while they were raking, they were like, oh, you know what? I, uh, I should grab that bottle because it's just yeah. one more reach into the woods to grab it. And I never called them again. I didn't call the owner. I didn't call him. I wasn't that close to him, but it was one of those things where it's just a little detail that I would have mm. never noticed as the client um, mm. that, that uh, had they picked it up, but would have been, you know, referred them all over the place because I would have felt they did a great job. They did do a good job, but they missed, they missed, they missed something. And so that's what I, I impart on our team is mm -hmm. to, you know, go that little bit further. It's something that mm -hmm. in most cases, the clients will never recognize. They'll never know. You will not get any accolades for. It's not something that, no. uh, that is going to be rewarded, but it will allow you to, you know, go a little bit deeper into the business where mm -hmm. uh, we're become a valued partner and, you know, now we're a line item in their budget. It's no longer of, hey, we've got to renegotiate um, every year. It is something mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, well, you know, we'd like to go a little bit further. We'd like to go a little bit deeper, all because we take care of the details. And I'd say, mm -hmm. you know, that's a long way of saying that, that we really work hard to not miss those things. Yeah, I love this analogy. It's always in the details. I think you're just emphasizing I think it just emphasizes just service-based and it's more about the little things that someone next to you might might be able to catch that you can't catch. And I think that's so yeah. important. You know, what would you say right now that you're learning to up-level your agency in a new way? So, you know, our, our biggest thing right now is actually um, internal. Uh, and, you know, of course, we're always looking for the latest, you know, uh, ways in which to help clients or, you know, create new campaigns or tick, you know, like at this point it's TikTok, right? Like for social media, everyone's trying to get better at, at reels and, in, you know, including video. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say if you haven't done that already, then you're, you're already behind, but those are things that are out there you're doing. Um, creating content, telling your story. Those are all things that are really important uh, for us personally. Uh, you know, we started, I started, when I started the business, it was, um, you know, myself, and then I hired contractors to help with other details. Well, we're now all part of a team. So we're moving 
uh, internally to employee based, which is which is great. Um, but that's been our our um, uh, one of the biggest things I've been learning about is HR and and um, mm-hmm. it, you know bringing more people on so that we can scale and then bring on new talent to you know uh, to dig into those details as I mentioned. So that's mm-hmm. probably not what everybody else is thinking or learning um, about marketing. We're actually really digging deep into our operational focus um, internally mm-hmm. uh, to do a better job to reward ourselves to, you know, pay attention to the details that that we have. So, so that's been probably one of the more interesting things that that we've done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, recently is you know educate each other on okay, well you know, what's important. It also uh, kind of gives everybody else a, a feel when you're going from independent contractor to employees, you know, everyone's going to feel good about it. It's going to be something that, um, you know, everybody, you know, the team wants. Um, and so that, that's been, that's been interesting too, is, you know, realizing how, uh, you know, how much of an impact you play, you know, on others and their lives and their families. Um, so that, that's been pretty cool. Nice. I love that. Would you say that the process or when did you get to a point where you were like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on operations, transitioning to employee based? Um, I'd say probably uh, last spring uh, or this past spring, um, it, it, you know, kind of something I'd been, I'd been looking at thinking of for quite some time, but the, the timing start, you know, really, became evident in the spring that something needed to, to be done. Uh, m- not necessarily to, to keep everybody or any of those things. It wasn't, there are no negative reasons for it. It was uh, more that uh, we're getting really close to capacity for the mm. group that we have and need to start looking potentially for, um, you know, some, some new talent to add to the team to help us grow. And with that, you know, right now where the job market is so competitive, where everybody is, um, you know, really everybody's probably underemployed, right? Um, and so you, you want to create a spot where they feel valued, feel welcomed, feel that they're going to make a difference, all the ancillary things that go into it. And oh, oh yeah, of course you want to pay them well and give good benefits and create those sorts of opportunities for upward mobility, et cetera. But, um, you know, right now it takes a special person to work with us, uh, you know, as a uh, as we've started to grow, but um, really looking to be able to to give our ourselves the opportunity to grow. Nice. On the flip side, what's next? What are you excited for in this next season? Well, I'm right now, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with a lot of different things, um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we're actually looking for the. Uh, the companies that are in our spaces right now, like I said, the medical device, medical technology, um, manufacturing, and then some of the tough tech stuff that is growing regardless of the uh, looming recession or the pending recession mm. or the existing recession. I don't know. What it, whoever, yeah. <laughs> you know, wherever <laughs> we are, wherever we are in the economic cycle right now, um, yeah. we feel pretty fortunate that we're in some spaces that um, are really important to the overall health of the economy regardless. And so um, what's next for us is, is uh, you know, adding some new clients. Also seeing where our existing clients continue to go to. 
Um, mm -hmm. we, have a, we have a couple that are on some pretty significant growth trajectories, and that's really, really cool to see, to be a part of those things and to see their success. You know, it's our success too, right? And, yeah. and as a result, that's made a lot of the relationships um, you know, a lot, a lot stronger. And then, and then even the ones that, uh, you know, are incrementally growing, um, you know, seeing how they continue to evolve and grow, pivot, um, and uh, embrace the, you know, uniqueness that is, that makes up their business. Uh, that's pretty cool to see too. And so I, th I think we're excited to see where our clients are going. We're excited to see you know, what happens next for us. Um, and then, you know, be part of some really exciting industry. Yeah. I love that. I love the, there's just something special about being a part of someone's story. It's unique or, you know, we're individual, but at the same time, we're able to collaborate and grow together. I really enjoyed this conversation to transition. Do you have any advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers listening to this? Yeah, great, great question. Um, listen to the people around you, um, and and mm -hmm. have uh, have the ability to take feedback yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times, agency owners are used to giving out direction. They're used to you know laying down exactly how things are going. I think one of uh, the strengths that I have had recently has been the, um, the self self awareness. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and our uh, our team, you know, being real with me about about some stuff that I could personally improve on, especially for my leadership style. So, uh, so this you know, whole thing came at a really great out, great time for us in terms of, you know, where we are as a company, you know, what what uh, what we're trying to accomplish. But I would say, for others out there, be willing to take feedback and and listen to the team that's you know uh, out on the front lines with you, fighting every day. I think you know, uh, they have the, your best interests in heart too, because, you know, they want to see you succeed just as much mm -hmm. as you want to succeed because, you know, their job depends on it too. So those are all, um, uh, those are all things that I think have been pretty neat to see over the last, at least for us, the last 18 to 24 months. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like our team has a, a lot stronger voice in terms of what we're doing, how we're doing it. Mm -hmm and um and really where we're going as a mm. as an organization so that's been pretty cool it's an amazing piece of advice I, f I feel like that touches on just the importance of humility especially being a leader and it's just so important to be able to take feedback and take criticism to just help someone grow and up level so how can people get in contact with you yeah, great question. Well, we actually just um, revamped our website. So it's ablygroup.com, A-E-B-L-I group.com or social channels all the same um, at uh, Ably Group as well. And, you know, love the opportunity to answer anybody's question or, you know, if there's a, an opportunity to collaborate, you know, by all means, reach out. Great. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.